0: Alrighty, so welcome to episode seven of Start to Continue. This episode brought to you by nostop.com. wine reviews for twenty dollars a bottle and under. Smart, funny, tasty—that's NoSnob.com. No snob, you got it, brother. No snob. Anyway, welcome everyone, and uh, we've got a bit of a change today. You can probably tell right off the bat that uh, our audio is significantly better than what it has been on the last, or previous five, six podcasts now, actually. Is it better? Yeah. Absolutely. We're in a, we're in a different room, though. So it might not be better. We're definitely not in our... Uh... Is it because it's also maybe eight hours ahead of when we normally record? That's no. Right. Not three in the morning, but, uh, well, seven in the morning now. This is our first daytime podcast. So, I think I'm going to be slower, quite personally. Well, drink that coffee and you're going to be fine. I don't know. Maybe you just need some more ball busting. Yeah, that's the difference. Joe is actually more awake during the day. I'm more asleep during the day. So, right. But I'm still, like, functioning 75% more than what you would be normally. So, I'm still good. You've lost me completely. (laughs) Yeah, to throw math at you this early. All right. So set aside the fact that it is daytime, well, morning time, and probably most people are still asleep. Uh, another contributing factor would be the fact that we are now using brand new professional microphone, the Yeti Blue mm-hmm. podcasting microphone. Well, professional, not necessarily podcasting. What? What? You didn't follow that? <laughs> no. All you have to no. know is it's a Yeti blue microphone. Okay. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it looks pretty good, man. What does it remind you of? Uh microphone. Nothing phallic? No. Microphone. Nothing dildo? No. <laughs> no, It's microphone looking to me. Hmm. Does is I, that what you get it? My of mind works in different ways, I guess. Uh, apparently. So, uh, where did you come up with this one? Here, you want to hear the monitoring? No. <laughs> no. This guy is afraid to put my earbuds into his ears. Who, who else would... No one would do that. No what, one would take... What's going to transfer over? Ear jizz? <laughs> Look, no. the sucker's clean. Put it back. No, I don't want... That is disgusting. There's nothing Sorry. in there. No. that's inside your body right now. <laughs> and, and <laughs> and wanted, I don't want anything. I want to be inside ins- your body. I want to be inside yours. Well, you've already established that. But now, move on. Where did you get the idea oh, of this one? This sent me drinking up the tea. Where'd you figure out how to buy uh, this one? After many days of research, mm. Bill and I finally managed to figure out the proper microphone. We were, we were I think, in a, episode two or three, we were talking about the, the blue snowball microphone. But uh, based upon a bunch of reviews and the fact that the recording on it seemed to be a little weak, uh, this blue Yeti seemed to have had the garnered the best reviews. Uh, picked it up on Amazon.com.ca. .ca for what was it? One forty in total. It cost one forty-two tax tax in, shipping in, everything. No, that's because you used your gift card. Yeah. It would have been one seventy or something. One sixteen change. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then you managed you surprised me yesterday. Tell me why. Um I don't know. What? I had my teeth brushed. <laughs> yeah, I surprised you. Why are you, why are you I... so ashamed to say it? Put it out. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You got yourself. Uh, I picked one up too. Oh my God, it's like <laughs> fucking pulling teeth. I uh, spent money too, that yeah. wasn't on records. Well, r- 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 I got a smoking deal on one, so. Yeah. I couldn't help but pull the trigger. Employee discounted off of, what uh, the fuck's it called? I keep wanting to say Radio Shack. Radio. Well, the stores. Yeah, right, Radio Shack. Employee. We have an employee discount there? How does that work? Uh, through our company. Oh, that's wow. all. That's, another that's it. Employee discount. Everyone gets employee discounts, oh, okay. man. <laughs> Relax. You got a fantastic deal. Yours was uh, all in $110. Uh, before tax was 110 Oh. So after tax was $125. All right, so you got 20 bucks cheaper than me. That's good. Oh, a lot cheaper than you. Like, uh, <laughs> 20 bucks cheaper. At least 40 or $50 you're cheaper. You're buying than me a me. breakfast out of that? No, no. But it was a good deal. I, I looked on eBay for this exact same thing, and uh, nowadays eBay with customs charges and shipping, global it, it shipping was ridiculous. program screws Canadian customers. It was Listen, adding another fifty dollars to every. Purchase. Preaching to the choir, brother. I know ex- <laughs> you want me to tell <laughs> you TF stories on being raped That's, by this global shipping yes, program. Uh, everyone is just pining, waiting for the TF story of the day. Well, I've had many, but the the whole trick with the global shipping is. Just send the seller uh, an email prior to purchasing saying, will you please remove the global shipping? Uh, as you being a Canadian customer, it, it's a complete ripoff. Yeah, you're paying shipping, and then you have to pay another entire fee on top of you're that. You're paying the, sh- the seller to initially ship out, which is always going to be there. Yeah. Right? Usually through USPS or Priority Mail International. And it's usually running about 20 25 bucks for that. And then you're paying another company a charge to take it from the seller, ship it to their transfer house where it gets redirected to Canada again. Yeah. Uh, so two shipping charges for an item that can essentially come from... A customs broker. Yeah. Which, if you go to the United States Postal Service, 90% of the time you're not even going to need to worry about custom fees. Right. Uh, and our weak dollar is just ridiculous. So I couldn't pull any kind of deal on eBay, but this sucker happened to be on sale right uh, right here at the source. And it was out of stock when you were shopping for it. Remember, we tried All right, to Otherwise, get I would have done that as well. And I just happened to check a few days later, and uh, it was in stock, online only. And I pulled the trigger. I pulled the trigger first, uh, mainly because I'm pretty impatient. When I see something, I want to get it. But I wanted to have it as soon as possible for us to start recording because I was really getting fed up with those those two stupid mics we were using. Those were good too. We had good sound. They're good for starters. We, we had good sound. We didn't know that we'd continue on to episode seven and, and further. It was a good trial and uh Yeah, for the price of free they worked out pretty good. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Why Uh, are you fiddling? I'm just testing out the audio. Always touching this thing. Oh, I love touching this big (laughs) shaft. It's like a soup can. Reminds me of your package. It is big. Is that what (laughs) your wife says to you? It's fucking big. No, of course not. You're hurting me. (laughs) Uh, Other news What did you do on your days off? What did you do on your days off? We can always tell when you're reading. (laughs) <laughs> actually that's not even written down i was deciding whether to go with what yeah. i wrote down or geez i can't even stand that close this microphone's going tits up what's that mean anyway <laughs> tits up it's a technical term okay well i'd take a day off uh, uh, this was on tuesday okay yeah because i had a concert to go to in Toronto downtown people still do that yeah, people still do that. People so, still uh, venture out and actually want to mingle with other people and, and sit shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with someone jumping yeah. around beside it's them? A bit, it's a bit of torture, but uh, had to be done. Mr. Uh, Bob Dylan was coming to town and... And where did you see him at? At uh, the Sony Center, hmm. which used to be the O'Keeffe Center. And now, I've been to the O'Keeffe Center. I think I went there for... You're probably going to laugh, but this was through a school excursion. It was, I saw a ballet there. There you go, fucking smirk on your face. Oh, that's fine. I had to go, man, it was through school. No. Respect. (laughs) Yeah, Your ballet school. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd never been there. I was impressed with the acoustics and. uh, Well, of course, it's a fantastic place. Yeah, it was great. It's actually, I think my first time, I I see him every time he comes to town. He normally plays ACC or Molson Amplicent or Ampli Center. There we go. <laughs> Let me write this down. Hold on.
1: Oh, you, you got, you got made me on fun one of my
0: fucking t-shirt. You got me on one. Molson amp huh. amplicenter. Is this the Canadian spelling with the R? Anyway, it's this the first time we got to see him in a theater, so uh, I was I was excited to be in a comfortable chair and not, you know. Yeah, you don't need dildos those jumping around beside you, right? Yeah. So it was. Uh, it was good. I took the whole day off, so me and the wife could go down to Toronto. Date night. Look at this. No, well, we were just going to go down to Toronto. Um, who'd you dump the kids off at? Uh, babysitters. Holy shit. Yeah, look two be, rounds of babysitters. Look at you, man. Fucking money in the bank. Yeah, One babysitter for the day, another babysitter oh for the God. night. Oh, my God. You didn't tell me that story. Well, that's what you have to do when you don't have uh, full-time staff so living in your house. you got like the you. coin You're... to cough up for two babysitters... Oh two Dylan tickets which cost how much uh they were not two no don't no, fucking say it they were uh i think don't 140 each okay holy oh. and i couldn't i couldn't get you to go see fucking fleetwood mac with me mm. why would i go see fleetwood mac uh cuz they were one of the best bands before they had lindsay buckingham and what's her face join up <laughs> i won't even say her name uh what's her name again <laughs> And, Even though it's uh, daytime, we still can't remember names. Yeah, Stevie man. Nicks. Stevie Nicks, man, she was sexy back then in the '70s. Oh, uh, maybe I can't stand. She that was hers, the ass to have. Nah. No, well, anyways. And Buckingham can still wail on the guitar. I did see Fleetwood Mac, probably about ten years ago, on their last big tour, and uh, man, he just fucking wailed with, and he just finger picks. That's not wailing. That's. No, he soloed for ten minutes, just tearing the guitar up. No, I I can't. I know I don't even like the That's sound a... of his guitar. That that I know. plastic back, Ovation style sound. Ugh. Oh my God! I can see Bill now, just holding his head. Oh, it just it drives me crazy. Anyway, and, we're going about how anyways, much. You do you guys... want to talk about what I do, or are we back to Joe again? Because <laughs> that was pretty quick. I think I got one sentence out before we went back to. What Joe's up to. I believe I was talking about how you got the coin for two babysitters in one day, $140 t- per ticket. Mm-hmm. Let me do some quick math here. I'm writing this shit down. So 280 for the tickets. I got to see how much this fucking night out cost. You better got some pussy. How much are the babysitters? I don't know. The first one, how much? I don't know. It's probably only 20, 20 bucks. And the second one? uh, 50. Holy shit.
1: So I think. I don't know if oh, that was for on. one night Eight, or. 8,
0: 9, 10, 15, carry the one. I'm already up to 350. bucks. Okay. All right. So you, you bought these tickets, did all that bullshit. You dumped the kids off to a stranger. And we were coming up You're during in, the day. Did you drive down? Yeah. Okay. So you had to pay for gas, and you live in fucking Boontown, Barrie, So I'll be generous and give you twenty bucks in gas, okay? What, what does this have to do with anything? It's all part of the evening total. Okay. Three seventy. Oh, <laughs> well, that's you, good. And you drove downtown. Mm-hmm. Where'd you park? You don't, you don't want to know about parking. Can I, can I say, you know, the like we went down during the day? Okay. Let's let's get off your here. We're not downtown uh, yet. Here. We're getting down there. Okay. You're driving down the shitty DVP. No. <laughs> Young Street. No. How'd you get down? I take, uh, I go around down the right. 427, oh, Gardner I mean, across. Never heard of the 427. Lakeshore to downtown. And where do you park? Uh, this time I parked at the CBC building, under the CBC building. Simcoe Place, it's called. Okay. Normally I park there when I'm at what's if that? I go to a leaf game or something like 20 that. 20 bucks. Normally, if you let me finish, you can go there and park and the maximum is thirteen dollars. So that's where I That's really good. That's where I plan to park. Uh, we went down there we parked there. But we went earlier in the day. We were there by two in the afternoon. Because we were going down early to check out the Kubrick exhibit. Oh. at the Bell Tiff Lightbox right you've probably seen tons of ads about the Kubrick exhibit right where they got tons of his stuff and and, previously uh, they had the Cronenberg exhibit right yeah okay so so uh, you just telling how much fucking parking is no that's the end of the story what do you mean that'll be at the end when we leave oh, okay. I don't pay oh, until God. I leave I right? pay when you get there it's flat fee do you ever leave your house not to go anywhere no no, no, you don't. You, you're I'm so of... scared to go to downtown Toronto for some reason. I'm not scared. I don't like the people there. You don't like the people there. No. They're your kind of people now. They're all Yorkdale kind of people. No, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, then I definitely don't like them. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we, uh, we take the drive down. Mid afternoon, and I mean, it was that windy day. Remember how windy it was. Yeah, it was windy that day. And we drove our Jeep down. Oh, fuck. it has got a Jeep. And so we're fighting the wind the whole Jesus way down. Jesus Christ. And you wouldn't think wind would be that bothersome on a drive. When you're, when you're but driving it, a brick. It was so billeting on the buffling. It was banging the Jeep around. The hood was actually lifting up. I thought the hood clamps were going to snap. Like I couldn't drive at full speed because the hood was buffeting up so much. Oh my God. It was crazy. So uh, why why do you buy fucking jeeps, dude? That's oh, fun. Apparently so when you're free to drive at normal <laughs> speed because you're well. We took the jeep. Your fucking hood's gonna pop up. We took up. the jeep because we knew there'd be uh, snow accumulation that night, and by the time we got back, it was nice to throw it into four wheel drive and go through right. uh, about oh, a foot enough. of snow. So we get down there. Um, horrendous drive. We park, and if you uh, know the, the, where the CBC building is on Front Street, it's kind of central to where we're going. The bell light box is John and King, and then where we, we would be ending up is at Young and uh, Front. So it's kind of in the middle. Okay. So we had to walk over to John and King, and it was brutally cold, right, and windy. But we slug our way over there, get inside... Bell Lightbox, which is beautiful. I've never never been there. It's It's beautiful. Brand new building. And it's only, is it just like for this uh, exhibits or is it? Well, it's got movie theaters in it. So they can do functions there, right? And there's like, uh, you know, Bonaccini. He has like a cafe in there. There's a couple cafes. And it's the headquarters for TIFF. So we go in there and shockingly, there's not a lot of people. Not much of a lineup or anything. But there's still posters everywhere for the Kubrick thing. The store is filled with Kubrick items. We go up and... uh, It's been on display for a while, right? No, it just started in November, maybe. October. Oh. Anyways, beginning in November. Try to buy our ticket. And, uh, yeah, it's not on today. Oh, fuck. We don't exhibit on Mondays or Tuesdays. I'm like, that would be nice to... Tell people that. What's to exhibit? (laughs) Exactly. It's a museum, isn't it? I'm like, surely, like, can someone sneak me in or something? Because I just want to walk around and look. And I can hear even audio coming from the closed doors of the exhibit, you know, of, like, Kubrick speaking and stuff. They leave everything Because I picture this place to be, like, if you, I don't know, essentially, like, those museums at Niagara Falls, right, open 24 hours and you just... You pay and just walk through the exhibit, right? Yeah, there's no that one there. Of, they said, no, it's for technical setup. We need two days to clean things up and everything. How does, but, st- how does stuff get muddied up then? <laughs> if you go on your website right now, you have to really hunt hard to find that it's closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. It was, man. Yeah, sort of hear that. Man. It was a punch in the gut. I'd be furious. Uh, Yeah, I was. Um, but some of the the exhibit is so big some of it has spilled over onto their fourth floor so they let us go up to their fourth floor which is like an open area so we could go and check that out at least and they had all of his lenses and big old cameras up there
1: and oh, they that's had
0: the cool. uh, the exhibit of his two movies that he didn't get to complete one on Napoleon and one on um uh shit, what was the other one? It was called Aryan. So it was like about um, what, like Hitler stuff? Yeah, huh? Yeah. But the Napoleon movie, he had so much stuff compiled to get ready for this Napoleon movie that never happened. It's incredible. He had hired 10 grad students and their job was to just research and find out what Napoleon did every day of his life. Hmm. And they had this library card catalog set up behind glass and open. And you could see they had a library card and it had a single date on it. And they filled out what Napoleon did on every day of his life and filled up this entire How would you catalog. even find that kind of info? That's fascinating Yeah, and he had all this shit ready to go and they never made that movie. Hmm. I wonder if someone else will take on that project and try and finish it. I don't know. No one's in the mood for giant epics anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I can imagine the cost for that one. It'd have to be like a a Braveheart type of style or three hours of... Yeah, period, epic. It's not going to happen anymore. (laughs) But it was just incredible. And and that's typical to Stanley Kubrick, how in-depth his research and his Mm -hmm. uh, perfectionism is. And then we went back downstairs and looked longingly at the exhibit that I didn't get to see and had to leave.
1: Oh, so one other thing, though. So by then, what
0: time is it now? If you're walking by there, they got great bathrooms in there. If you want to check out their bathroom, very clean, <laughs> and you don't have to pay to use the bathroom. No, you can walk in there. Interesting. It's quite a building. Like, I'm not even sure really where nice. this place is. You told me, but I'm still trying to picture it in my head. Well, you don't go downtown, so no, you wouldn't have I know a clue how to get, get to. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I barely know how to get to uh, the Rogers Center. that's all I need to know wow wow you look for the CN Tower right that doesn't help mm-hmm. me still man and you can't see it anymore because how many fucking condos do they have on that bloody Gardner Expressway well if you're way over there you're in trouble anyways because you're, well, you you're, <laughs> you're coming from But I live in the East end, end so you take the Don Valley straight down Yeah. then you're either jumping on the Gardner or staying underneath it on the lake shore so you can't see shit anyway Wow. Until you're right on top of the sea and top. You know what, man? You should just take a day and wander around no. downtown. There's lots of shit no. down there, and it's it's lovely. No, it's not. The fucking filth down there and those people? No. Oh, it's dirty. It's great, man. Uh, I don't know. Toronto is Am not... I allowed to say that I used to work downtown? Yeah. And uh, every lunch hour was an adventure. You'd see something crazy every lunch hour. And you, you, you'd say a prayer after lunch that you didn't get stabbed or killed or run over by some... Uh, Do you think this is like the New York City of the Charles Bronson movies (laughs) or something? Because, you know, it's not really like that anymore. Or accosted by a panhandler? I mean, every lunch hour I got to see something I would never thought I'd see before, you know? I enjoy seeing uh, homeless people sleeping on the streets. Do you? That's always uplifting to me. (laughs) Because I did work downtown for a period as well. And... My first job downtown. Uh, I was working at IBM. Mm. And I actually had to travel the streets. I was in one of the TD Towers on... Uh, what's the... Ma- this guy. Look at me. I'm talking to you. I'm listening to you. What's that main street? Is it Front Street? Oh, sure. There's Front. Or is it Richmond? There's Richmond. There's Adelaide. There's no, Queen. street King. has all the TD Towers on it? Yeah, it's at... Um, It's like the lowest street before you hit... uh, No, front has like Blue Jays way on it and shit, right? Well, that crosses it. Yeah, what's the one next street? north? King? No, too far. Front or Richmond, whatever. And culture shock for me, I had never seen a homeless person sleeping on a grate before in my life. Okay. Never. Uh Because of your privileged upbringing, that's all. And it upset me. I was like, holy shit, people are doing this? So at first I was like, you know, giving them money and stuff. And until I realized some of it was... This was at that time where that old lady, old European lady, was on the corner of one of the main streets down there. And the news actually did a story on her. Where she pretended to be crippled or something on the streets, and then around five o'clock or so, her son would pick her up and drive her back to his place where she would sit on the couch and watch TV. You remember that story? No, but I can relate that to like the ferret guy who was at uh, that one. the ferret guy was at university and Queen forever. Like for years, you could always go, <laughs> and the same guy would be there with ferrets crawling all over him. <laughs> for years, so that, that was like his job to hang out down there. I'm sure he had a mansion somewhere. I don't get it. Anyway, this is deeply disturbing to me. Like I said, I never. Yeah, well, maybe you came down from your ivory tower of, of IBM. Leave a sheltered life, man. I guess. Holy <laughs> shit. Well, I wasn't the IBM headquarters isn't there? That's at the main headquarters at Steeles, right? Okay. Uh, Steels and something but uh, they had just rented out a floor at one of the TD Towers, which was their downtown locale where I was situated up. But I'm just saying the experience Just from then on it, I, just, I just couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand the people, the, the transportation, the fucking cabbies, the dirt on the streets, just the noise. The, <laughs> Those oh. TD Towers are cool, right? They're the same architect that did the World Trade Center. right? They're done in the same- Yeah, uh, but I wasn't into it. like. I wasn't appreciative of the architecture or anything like that. Well, Toronto's guilty of losing a lot of their architectural gems, but if you walk around, there's still a lot of cool buildings to look at. I know, you're too. We'll leave that for another episode, man. Hey, we are still talking about night. Okay, back to Joe. (laughs) Kubrick, uh, you couldn't get into it, so you're leaving the building. Yeah, so that. That put us really early in our timeline, right? We now suddenly we had four hours to kill. So now uh, it's what time? Three, maybe? All right. And it was freezing, so it's not like... Normally you could just, like I said, wander around downtown, check the shit out, go to Kensington Market, you know, whatever. Wander down Queen. Now Kensington Market is... Is that the food market or is that... Uh, no, that's the um, Marche Market, isn't it, or something? No, it's like what's the big food? St. Lawrence Market. St. Lawrence Market. Okay. Yeah. No, you got to Ken- remember, people listening to this might not. Kensington be from is, the like a, area. is like is like it's like a little bohemian uh, corner of the city where there's tons of little markets and uh, restaurants and all little crazy stores. A lot of pot smoking going on. Those kind of stores. A lot of thrift stores. A lot yeah, of secondhand in- clothes. So it's an inside building. No, no, it's all—it's it's all open. It's a, a couple of streets, you know, where everyone's walking around. Oh, okay. A lot of old houses that are suddenly storefronts and shit. Is it like the distillery district in any way? I don't think so. No, no, not at all. Okay. Nope. I've never been there either. I'm just picturing it as a big <laughs> why open are you throwing that out there. A then? Big open area, like a. Uh, no, it's—it's like those... it's weird. It's like a—it's like a neighborhood. But suddenly, uh, we're, the houses are now all stores, and they're all selling like uh, either trendy yeah. antiques shit. or uh, clothing, vintage clothing. Or there's a restaurant where you, that you can that openly smoke out. pot in. Huh. Look at this fucking shithole. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dingy, but yeah. you know, if you wanna, if you wanna see uh, cool shit, well, that's where the you go. fucking carpet bomb the entire Toronto area, I think. Really, start fresh. Start fresh. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, where are you from? Downtown Toronto. <laughs> well, they could fucking carpet bomb my area, too. And the shitty parts of it. I'm saying there's nice parts, but... Yeah, well, but downtown. it's all pretty vanilla, right? I mean, if you look around Toronto, you can find some cool areas. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, it's too, free- it's too freezing cold to do anything. There's no way we're walking around tons of blocks to find shit. So we just wandered back up to Queen. I said to the wife, do you mind if I just jump into Steve's music here, see what's new? We went in there for a minute. This is obviously one of your uh, go-to locales when you're in the downtown Yeah, it's area. a giant music store. They you know guitars, drums, pianos, oh, keyboards. Okay. you never been to Steve's? No, never even heard of it. What? Uh, you would actually, you would like it. I probably would. You would like I it. There's appreciate tons that. of instruments in there. It, is it better than, like, a Long and McQuaid? Better? I I don't know. No, like, you can find at least some deals on Long and McQuaid, I think. But, oh, uh, okay. Steve's is pretty pricey. There is some deals, but for uh, the amount of guitars in there, it's probably the biggest. Probably the biggest uh, hmm store. Anyways, right. and they've even expanded. I went in there, it's even bigger than before. Like, there's tons of more rooms to walk into, and just the acoustic guitars have their own section. Sweet. So. And you're still free to pick up and play whatever? Or do you have to ask permission? It looked a little more clamped down. I didn't even bother, because every guitar had a sign on it saying, you're free to play this, but please ask for assistance. <laughs> so, it used to be you could just wander in there and pick up anything you want, and uh, it, there seemed to be a ton of staff which kind of, any music store, I'm bothered by staff, you know, because they're always, you know, music store staff, mm-hmm. a little uh, uh, pretentious. Similar, similar to uh, comic store staff, perhaps? Yeah, kind Where of. Do they know it all? Yeah, so there are there's a ton of staff. They're we all really over me, want so I piece? just wanted to wander around and see what the new guitars look like and see what the prices of the big boys are, you know, the Gibsons and whatnot. and. So we got out of there, I didn't play anything. You know, not worth my time to pick something up and fall in love with it, so. Walked out of there, and I think we wandered over to the Eaton Center, because we had to head towards Yonge Street anyways. Any shootings going on there? No. no? Not this time? Right. No, no shootings. I love Toronto. Uh, nothing to report there, then uh, went out for supper, and by the time no. that was done, uh, it was concert cool time. We all up the back. Where'd you go for supper? mickey d's <laughs> this no date night so you took your wife where uh we couldn't come up with anything really exciting uh exciting being what like something really different that uh Mutual burrito? yeah we i was trying to find something different why don't you just hit up in, like a nice italian restaurant why is everything got to be italian with you well because if you want the best you got to eat the best well we didn't, to, go to we that didn't that want to go $100 a plate. What'd you eat yesterday? What shawarma or whatever fuck? No, I didn't have a shawarma. Well, whatever. I had our, a samosa. Uh, yeah, same thing. Wherever our buddy got his <laughs> shawarma from, too. Yeah. Veggie samosa, uh, You don't samosa go eating too. at those fucking shit places uh date night. No. You look for something That's nice. That's right. We no. were looking for something Why don't you hit up, like, casual, but for uh, nice. Or something like that. What? Who? Il Fornellos. Yeah, we didn't want to go to a chain because we're in downtown Toronto. So we wanted to try something independent. But again, it was so frigid, it's not like we could wander around and find something. So on our way down to the theater, uh, we saw a Marche. And we've actually never ate at a Marche before, so we thought, what the hell, we'll go there. What would you have? Have you been to one of those? If I have, I don't remember. It's that setup where it's like a buffet. Oh, yeah, I've been to the Marche down there. yeah. But they give you a little card to swipe at all the stations. Yeah, yeah, you go around, you pick up all your shit, and then you go to, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've been there once. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. It can really add up, though. Well, of course, because you're looking at, oh, this is good, and this is (laughs) good. And you're swiping everything. Although my main dish, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, of course, but she didn't swipe my card. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I certainly would have given it to her, but it's a new experience to me, right? So uh, I didn't know to get my card swiped. It's okay. My main entree wasn't on the card. Which was what? Uh, A pasta. All
1: right. I uh, respect
0: that. Yeah, from the pasta bar with some chicken in it, I think. Yeah. You should have got some sushi while you were in there, man. I'm not a... Yeah, uh, you're going to have some sushi with me. No, no, I'm not. Uh, All right, so what dinner run you then? (laughs) I'm up to 370 right now. I think because my entree wasn't on there or whatnot, because but I did splurge on my. I had a dessert and all that jazz. Hey, so just give me the final numbers, man. I don't know, forty, forty-five dollars, something like that. We'll say forty-five because you didn't pay for your, because you stole your entree. Well, I didn't steal it. I didn't know. Uh, we're up to four fifteen now. Okay. Um. I don't make that much in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. You spend that much per week it's on your me. TFs. not We're all on bill right now. Right? We're all on... Well, yeah, if we want to throw back the Joe serious, and the TFs. Uh, no, we're not right it's now. probably per week what you spend on TFs. Anyway, so you just had this lovely dinner at the Marche. Mm-hmm. You're walking down the street. You got your wife. Please tell me you're holding hands at least. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't don't know. You don't hold hands anymore. I don't know. You hold my hand at work. Yeah. That's different. You won't let go. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) that was concert time at that point. All right. So you're walking over to the O'Keeffe Center. Yeah. Sony Center. What's it called? Sony Center. Sony. Uh, Go in there. um, What's what's the crowd like? Are we talking uh, hipsters, ponytail guys? What? Normally. You'll see more of that. I, I found this time it was a okay. lot of oldies this time dressed up like suits and stuff. No, kind of? no, well, well the, you know how you go to like a hockey or a baseball game, right? At nighttime, you see the the monkeys in the suits show up. No, they no, come right no, from work out, None out of that. for dinner. It was a lot of uh upper casual, you know, like uh fifty year olds or whatnot. So they got their cashmere sweaters on and that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. A lot of yappies. Usually the mix at a Bob concert is everyone. You got the young people, you got the old people, you got now do whatever I fall into. At these venues, do they uh do they join together in their camarader- com- camaraderie? Or is it the olders looking at the youngers with disdain like you don't appreciate this music properly? No, or... no, everyone uh, everyone chats with everyone about yeah? their Bob experiences, yeah, because we all have Bob experiences. So it's yeah? like uh, uh shoot, who's that guy that sings, uh... I right, don't come to me, forget it. <laughs> Margaritaville? Yeah, Margaritaville. How'd you know that? I was thinking that. Because, I just know you, man. Jimmy hey, Buffett. Yeah, Buffett. Parrothead, sorry. That's what they're called. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, my own experience, if I can just jump in quickly to that type of audience atmosphere, would either be going to like a Neil Young concert, where he obviously spans over decades in different genres, or a more recent one I went to a year ago, I think. You didn't see Neil Uh, a year ago. No, I said, I'm talking about a different person now. Okay. John Prine. Right when I went to a John Prine concert at Massey Hall. Yeah, I remember that. You certainly had olders an, an and invite. then uh, sorry, I didn't get an invite to that. You went with your other friend. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that that was my experience with the crowd where uh, I don't think anyone it's but it's a different type of thing. I don't think Prine has the sort of atmosphere or history that Dylan obviously does, right? So anyway, continue. Uh, no, I think Prine fans might be a little bit more uh, crazy. A Little bit more like think, a loyal group. Really? I think Dylan would be more hardcore. Well, I mean, there's only so many people who even know who John Bryan is, right? So you're gonna get the problem with the with a Bob crowd is you got the loyal fans, you got the fans who see him all the time, and then you got the people who the fan dragged to the concert. Uh, who Which is though I was though I am a, a Dylan fan mainly of his Hits, I should say. You did try to drag me or invite me to see because this was night two of two night experience, yep. right? He had a previous concert the night before, which you wanted right. me to go downtown with you right after work to see if we could get scalper tickets. Yeah. And I would have loved to, except uh, springing that on the wife that late would have been probably not so good. Because well, you got the kids, at, two kids at home, man. Two. Yeah. Yeah? And I have two kids at home. Yeah, but who's got an eight-month-old at home? (laughs) Who's got a three-year-old at home? (laughs) I do. Oh, you don't. Yeah, I do. Well, I win, because I got the eight-month. And who's got a dog? I do. Mm. I do, too. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it would have been good good to see, and you would not not necessarily have been dragging me to the concert, because I do know probably, definitely a good handful of of his songs, right? At least 10, 15, that I'd be able to recognize. Yeah. Uh, but as a co-worker said to us the other day, "When you go to a Bob Dylan concert, you're not necessarily going to s- hear Bob Dylan because he can play whatever, right? It's got such a vast repertoire that well, you might get a couple of the hits, but we'll get to that, I guess. Even if he does his hits, he's never comfortable with the song. He's always rewriting them. Lyrically, or do you mean... Both. Uh, Both. as well, eh? Wow. Yeah, the melody changes, mm. lyrics change. Uh, he played Blowing in the Wind that awesome. night. Uh, a casual fan probably wouldn't have recognized it. They would have picked up the words, maybe, but you wouldn't recognize the as melody. As soon as you heard uh, the chorus, Blowing in right. the Wind... Right, and, and his, his voice like, oh, is shit, certainly... That's what I'm listening his voice doesn't sound like it does in the no, 60s. Of it's not. been ravaged by time. But let me tell you, I—he was in such control of his voice this night, and the good acoustics of the room. I haven't heard him sound this good in—I hmm. don't know—like eight years. It was just—he was really putting an effort towards it. And again, with a Bob concert, it is a gamble if you get him in a good mood or a bad mood. And yeah, if he's in really a bad fortunate. mood, when you pay that kind of money, it should be. Uh, yeah, he'll still man. do it, but he, he's just like a robot out there trying to get through the songs. Man but man. if he's in a good mood. I understand he's... that because you've been doing it for like, whatever, 40, 50 years, but you gotta, it's, it has to be about the fans, right? Well, I, you know. So, So you walk in, you see this mishmash that you're accustomed to. Yeah, it's... Uh, you go right to your seats, or do you grab, like, a beer or something before? Uh, no. No, I didn't buy any drinks, because I don't want to have to hold on to a drink and a coat. The weird thing about this place, there's no coat check. I was actually going to spend the bucks to check my coat, because I can't stand holding on to uh, winter That's jackets and no scarves. And... But I did go to his little memorabilia area, you know, where they sell T-shirts and whatnot, mm-hmm. because every concert... Bootleg T-shirts, ten dollars. No, this is his stuff. Okay. This is inside the building, so uh, every concert I've been to, his I always pick up the poster of the venue, and I really hate doing it because you have to hold this poster throughout the show and try not to destroy it. There's no way to pick it up at the end. They should. Use you the can, Easter. but it's a gamble if there's any left mm-hmm. at the end. So this time I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not buying this damn poster <laughs> that I got to hold between my legs for the entire. show. Well, you should show. say if it's there at the end of the show. I'll get it if not so be it that's what i should have done but i'm standing there the whole (sighs) time waiting for the doors to open and it's there and people are buying them buying them buying them i I thought what if he dies tomorrow this was his last show ever i could have had the poster and i didn't get the poster so i ended up buying the poster the best logic i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) and it's a tradition to have these posters so i bought the damn poster had to hold it between my legs for the entire show. Now, do you open these when you get home? Like, well, do you ha- ever have any framed and on the wall? Or just uh, you know what you I did? a pile of posters? No, that, I have a wall that's just poster, poster, poster of all of his shows. Is this in your massive basement that only you are allowed to go into? Yeah, it's in, Where you yeah. got your projector TV and your multiple stereo systems and guitars and game systems lined up? <laughs> Yeah, it is in the basement. And you bust my balls about my house? It is. Where in I have none of that? The partially unfinished basement where this is. Yeah. Finished, unfinished. It's all yours. No, it's not all mine. You but that fucking, is besides the point. You got a fucking man cave. We're going to delve into that one later, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> god, right. Yeah, that'll be interesting. All right. So I, I did get that. I had to hold so you it got for this massive phallic shaped object between your legs as you're sitting down. Mm-hmm. You got your... And it's it's like a hard cardstock, so you can't ah, fold cool. it or roll it, cause it. I'd pay extra to have them actually, if they treated it like a collector item and had it in the, the cardboard, you know, the roll-ups, yes. and you can shove it in the yes. tube, yep. I'd pay like an extra couple bucks for that. Yeah, well, the poster's 20 bucks anyways. Standard fare, though. Um, T-shirts and all of the other stuff was really expensive. And they're the same stuff he's been flogging for five years. He puts no effort towards his merchandise. You know what? With the shirts, though, it's does anyone really walk around with concert shirts anymore? Uh, Well, I I own a number of them, but I've never worn them because I don't want them to get wrecked through the wash or whatever, right? Yeah, I have several. Most of them are retired now in my retired pile for, you know, I don't know when. (laughs) But... And his designs, like, I don't like a big T-shirt that's just got Bob Dylan in your face. I like something subtle, you know, like a symbol or something. So if someone's in the know, they oh, that's a, that's a yeah. Bob symbol, isn't it? But anyways, there's nothing interesting. So I wasn't interested in that stuff. Just the poster, 20 bucks. And uh, so then we were let in. And the show was scheduled to start at 8. And uh, Bob walks out two minutes after 8. Beardy. Right on time. Out of respect. He always is on time. You got to give him that. Like, he will not address the audience, look at the audience, or act like he wants any of the audience there, but he's always on time. (laughs) And the show started with a gong. For some reason. It was just two giant gongs. Gong, gong. And then a guitarist steps out and starts playing guitar. From the stage, you mean? It was over the PA system. These gongs. Uh, there was no opening act, so then you had to endure everyone finally getting into their seat while the band's actually starting up. And uh, what's the matter? No, continue. You're fiddling with your ears. It's very distracting. Sorry, dude. Uh, he did a 50-minute set, then had a break, which I've never seen huh? him have an intermission before. How long was the intermission? It was like 20 minutes. And then he came back and did like another hour after that with uh, with an encore. But if you're Uh, a casual fan, man, that's a good good amount of playing time. Oh yeah, for what he's seventy three. He would wander between the main mic and piano. He never played guitar once. Oh really? Yeah. But that's fine. Like his backup band is uh, his lead guitarist is Charlie Sexton. I don't know if you heard him. He's from the Warlocks. Anyways, he's he's spectacular with a lead guitar. He always has this haunting kind of solo sound that's very echoey and lots of reverb. Well, he's obviously what playing Gibson. Um, oh, he'd be more of a Fender guy, wouldn't he? He had a he had a Strat at one point. Then he had a Les Paul, uh, Epiphone. He plays Epiphone, man. Vintage mm-hmm. Epiphones. Uh, yeah, I guess that would be that kind of sound, wouldn't it? Yeah. Nice. And then Bob has a guy playing pedal steel who also does uh, mandolin and violin. Who played, uh, he's got, does uh, he got a specific harmonica player? Yeah, him. Oh, he does that? Yeah. Well, you said the guy fucking doesn't do anything anymore. No, well, the crowd clamors for him to play harp for sure. And then he's got a rhythm guitarist, his regular bassist and drummer. All right. I, I pictured him, I think from what clips you tried to show me on the on YouTube... Uh, him with a more or- orchestral uh, crowd behind him in terms of numbers? No. I, think, yeah. I don't know what you're thinking. Well, that's still... Well, as they get older, you know, they tend to fill up more in the back, right? No, he's got a very simple band. You know, he doesn't have a lot of set pieces. Just big old studio lights and a curtain. Um, very dimly lit. Hmm. He's not, he doesn't put on any kind of stage show, you know, like you're not going to see lasers or anything like that. It's just a very calm, Because it's about the music, man. It is about the music. It's always been like that with him. And if you're a casual fan, you might have been disappointed because he played, 80% of the music was from his last three albums. Hmm. And there was only a little smattering of hits from the old days. But when he did get to uh, Tangled Up in Blue. Yep. Uh, he changed the lyrics again. He's been rewriting this song for like 40 years. See, that, that's interesting. Though he's never satisfied with. You would have think, like at a uh, one certain point, not necessarily, it might not even be the original product that he he put out on the LP, right? But at some point, however many years down the road, you would think that yeah you would just think that he'd be satisfied with the piece but i guess apparently he's not well this is why people either love him or hate him because he's constantly changing his song i think it's great right you're hearing a new version and when tangled had new lyrics like it's a that song is like a story of two people and Mm -hmm. when it had new lyrics it was like a new chapter to the story it was great loved it Hmm. whereas it like i remember seeing tom petty and he played his hits like right to the album. Yeah, and some people want that, right? Every, yeah, a lot of people love it, which is uh, good that you can replicate something so I'm satisfied, but if, uh, I was just dying to see Tom Petty and his band riff for a bit. You know? Yeah, I'm satisfied if they change a song that's just normally you know, electric and make it acoustic, or yeah, well, there's that. But definitely, when he rewrites an entire song, it's it's like an adventure. You're trying to figure out what song he's doing, how early you can recognize it. Mm. It was good. Like I said, the, the acoustics and him controlling his voice and the sound guy, it, it was All right, so how many, how many songs did we get out of this? Uh, it's true. 19. Wow. 19 songs. So for about two hour performance, eh? Yeah, right? just under two hours. There's no, uh, no Bruce Springsteen three hour concert, but uh, I can respect it. Well. How old is Bruce? 60-something, probably. Yeah, we'll see what he does when he's 73. He doesn't take breaks, too. He's still out there. Oh, yeah, he does. Springsteen? Yeah. No. Yeah. Last concert I went to, he played straight through. No mm. break. Hmm. Really? I thought the story was he takes this huge two-hour break in the middle, and everyone's wondering what he's doing for the entire time. What do you mean? Isn't that the story? As he sits on the stage and let other, other people play, you mean? Maybe it's everyone falling asleep at that point. Dude, maybe that's what I'm hearing. Respect the boss. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, the the weird. Was thing, there any highlight songs that really blew you away that you're surprised to hear him play? I was surprised to hear all the newer songs. Uh, he's abandoned. He had like every show always ended with "All Along the Watchtower," of course, Really? Right? Right? Uh, and that he's cut that out of his setlist. Uh, uh, fucking frustrating. Well. For someone who sees them every time, it's nice to have something else slip into the set list. Yeah. There's, but there's the hits that you want to hear and you expect to hear. Like, was there Shelter from the Storm? Um, Shelter? Mm, no. No, like his old stuff. His old stuff was um, Tangled and uh, Simple Twist of Fate and Blowing in the Wind. That was it for the old wow. stuff. You're right. To, to a, I guess, a newer, unaccustomed person, they'd be a little frustrating, right? It's like, yeah,
1: because when
0: you go see someone or like you review their maybe someone you're not familiar with that much, you, you download or buy the, the greatest hits and see what got people accustomed to them or, or appreciative of them. And then you take it from there, right? But I don't care because I'm a real fan and I enjoyed it because it was all good. It was a lot of songs I haven't heard live before, and um, all right. it just sounded good. Like I said, it was it was really entertaining. Sound guy did a great job. Well, I'm glad he enjoyed the concert. I know he's one of your favorite guys, and nothing worse than going to see a, an idol and uh, being let down. I was worried that if it was day two of a two-day stint for him, he would be in a bad mood. You know. And not be so into it, see, I think it's always a hit or miss with an, when you do a concert with multiple shows because you'd think the first one they're still even though they do sound checks and whatnot, they're still working out the audio uh any imperfections they do with their performance, and then the second one's where they nail it right yeah, that's yeah, you could look at it that way, right. And the other weird thing is or he's also... been uh, doing the same set list for most of this tour. Yeah, I was about to say that's another aspect. How far into the tour are they? And if it's early on, there's certainly kinks to be worked out. But if it's near the end or whatever, it's, a Bob it's tour be... normally has a different set list. Like there's weird stuff in every single night. But he's been doing the same set list night after night. Hmm. Which yeah, you know, it's fine. He's like you said, he's working the kinks out, and it's all sounding better and better. The band sounds good, and yeah, but when you're that much professional, especially this band, right? I'm sure there's very few things they they mess up on. It's true. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you did that. Walked yeah. out. You went back to your car. Went back to the car. As I said, this parking spot normally is a thirteen dollar head, right? Well, I put, put my card in. It was $34. Holy. that's not yeah. that to the total. Because, as I said, we went earlier in the afternoon, and there was some kind of, if you come in before this time, it's actually going to be this much. And after this time, we're going to pull your pants down and yeah. not use lube. There's nothing you can do. You can't argue with anyone. Tell me again how great Toronto is again. <laughs> how how good is the parking there? How What? Well, you that's part, my fault. Where do you park in Toronto if you own a home on the street? I didn't do my research, oh. I guess, on the parking. So, 34 bucks for that one. You realize I'm at $450 for this date. Okay. Yeah. And wow. that's why I don't do anything else for the rest of the year. Wow. <laughs> Except buy records and buy microphones and... And that's it. So you, you just drove home and that was it? That was your night? Well, then we drove home and, of course, there was a major snowstorm moving in. And it took you how long to get home? Um, the 400 was actually closed. So we had to do <laughs> detours. How good is Toronto again? <laughs> well, that wasn't in Toronto, right? That was, that was well north of the city. The 400 does go down to Toronto area. Yeah, but this was 88 and 89 where all the accidents happened. There was a fatality. So the highway was right closed. The radio was only giving some kind of updates because they don't have cameras up there, right? So we had to go off the highway and take some back roads and then get back on the highway and get back into town. By the time we got into town, there was at least a foot of snow on every street, so at least we had the 4 by 4 Was this that picture you sent me when you got home? Or yeah. was that... Uh, yeah, that yeah. was the accumulation in just one night. Well, by the, at my house... In the driveway, there was at least, well, there was two-foot drifts in spots. And then on the back deck, I took, you, took a picture of our yeah, that was insane. deck Meanwhile, furniture I think, covered with snow. I think I had like a centimeter and a half of snow. Yeah, it was frustrating. And it's so early in the year, I didn't have my snowblower ready to go. I don't, you know, I don't have anything prepared for winter. Ugh. So we had to snow blow with old gas and old oil in the machine. Yeah, like but it. you said, you were talking about the other day, it was treated, so you're fine. It was treated gas, but the oil was old. All right. Okay, that, back to Jerry. So you get home, babysitter's there, the kids are asleep, obviously, right? How long are we into this? Is this time to Listen, we're uh, talking about, up? we're getting to the good part now. <laughs> what good part? We're home? I Send the babysitter off, the kids are sleeping, so it's just you and the wife. Yeah. Was there paramour going on? Paramore? Yeah. Paramore? Whatever the fuck. you call. <laughs> What are you going for there? Is that the right one? Param- you know what I'm going for. I don't know what you're going for. Oh, my God. No, obviously. I don't need details, dude. No, I'm married, so nothing happens there. You just got. oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Blah. Exhausted. Ugh. I'm so exhausted. Wow. Yeah. Does she know you spent 450 bucks to take her out? Geez, I don't know. Tell her. Maybe let me know how. I'll have to take your write-up there, nothing your receipt, right. and uh, try to cash that in. Well, I've never experienced or heard of one of your epic nights out like this. No? No. <laughs> 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 Are you surprised? He's I'm like a lull of try- nothing there. Like, Well, I'm trying to think if anything did happen that night. I, I don't know. I remember there was a snowstorm. I'm just amazed you spent that much. That's yeah. a hard pill to swallow, man. Well, that's what you gotta do when Bob comes down. All burp, right, burp. well, this episode apparently it's just been about Bill and Bill and Bob. Wow, that's that's. This, a, this is a change. Yes, let me tell you. No, I don't think there was barely any TF talk. Not well. We'll the do another recording. The are going to be door. upset. All right, since this is all about you, Bill, I'm gonna pass the reins over unless you uh what? close the episode off. I can't believe you let me talk for this long. Hey, Matt, this uh, is uh you know why? Is utter respect. <laughs> respect Oh, Hey, I'll take it when I can get it. I What do you what, I guess we got to thank the the listeners. Uh Yeah, once again, thanks for everyone for tuning in. What are what can they come to expect? We're now on iTunes or will be Oh, we uh I did post this, no, the correct term is I submitted our first five podcasts to iTunes last night, which was a lot easier than you were letting on it would be, and that's why just no, I was putting it off. I told you it would be easy. Just do it. Uh, apparently, they need to be reviewed, and they may or may not be up already. So for those of you listening, I would just or subscribe to RSS feeds. Just keep continually checking into iTunes, maybe doing a search for us, and eventually you'll be able to automatically pull us down from there, hopefully by the end of this next couple days. or If not, we're still on Podomatic. Podomatic uh, Podomatic.com. If you listen to us on a phone or a mobile, just grab the RSS feed and throw it in your podcasting app, and we'll pop up. And as always, if you're into TFs, check out my blog at (laughs) (laughs) anglicanediandicepticon.blogspot.ca. And leave some comments. Absolutely. All right, man. All right, Post it and post it.